Hello and welcome on back. I am so excited you are joining Embracing Your Energy today. I'm your host, Jen Murphy. If you are new here, if you are returning, I am sending you so much love and appreciation because I feel like I have been slacking and it's all about to shift. It's all about to change. I'm in the middle of a huge up level in my life and you're going to see it all unfold on Instagram, which if you are aware my Instagram handle has changed. So it is no longer at jenmurphy.co. It is now at intuitiveceo.co. I'll link that down below, but basically new fresh look and we have a new website and our Instagram is about to be going off. So definitely go check all that out. But today I wanted to kind of do this new type of podcast episode. So I hope you like it. Let me know what you think. But I asked a few people what their current struggles are with trusting their intuition Um, or just like what's keeping them back from going after their dreams and these are a few of them that I got back and I'm going to kind of walk through how they're feeling and offer some advice. Uh, This is like a completely new way of doing this, but I feel like it will be fun. Almost like we're just like chatting over brunch with a mimosa. Um, Even though I think in the last episode I told you I don't drink, but I love that analogy of just like brunch with the girls with some mimosas. So I'm going to relive that experience in my life when I could drink mimosas. But anyways, we are going to get into it today. So today is all about listening to your higher self and trusting the vision that is there. And I have quite a bit of entries. I'm going to just pick a few. I'm going to keep them all anonymous. And if you ever want to send one in, if you go to intuitiveceo.co forward slash entry, you will find the form right there. And I kind of sort through it to pick the ones that relate to the theme we are talking about that week. So again, these are a few I have directed a few people to go write them in there, Uh, but if I haven't reached out to you and you have some questions or just kind of want to hear my side of it, be sure to fill out that form. And yeah, let's jump on in. Welcome to Embracing Your Energy, a spiritual podcast for women who are ready to break free from the limits they've set for themselves. I'm Jen Murphy, a life coach, mindfulness expert, and your host. I'm here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. On this podcast, we'll be diving into visualizing your possibilities, reprogramming your subconscious, and manifesting your desires. We'll be discussing practical tips and techniques to help you tap into your intuition, increase your self-worth, and create the life you've always dreamed of. This podcast is for the woman who wants to create a life that aligns with her values, passions, and purpose. So whether you're feeling stuck, lost, or just ready for a change, you're in the right place. Remember, you are worthy, you are capable, and you have the power to manifest your wildest dreams. So get ready to let go of limiting beliefs, make some much needed mindset shifts, and finally manifest abundance and success. Let's start embracing your energy. 
Okay, so here we go. I remember when I first started my own journey, and when I say that, it's like, what journey am I talking about? Um, It's kind of like all of them. So my healing journey, my business journey, my self-trust journey, my self-love journey, my shadow journey, just all of it all combined together. I had a lot of trouble at the beginning stepping into this world and stepping into what some people call the woo-woo world, but really just learning to trust myself and my own intuition and let it guide me. And even to this day, I still have troubles. Sometimes that imposter syndrome can jump right back in and sometimes you just have your ego getting a bit loud up in your head and it's just almost comforting to trust that versus trust what's on your heart. So I sorted through, picked a few entries that really spoke to my own journey, but also ones I think you will resonate with. Um, And let's just dive on in. I don't really know yet how to structure this new type of podcast episode, but we'll just jump on in. Okay, the first one, they wrote, help me find the balance. And they said, hey there, so here's the deal. Life keeps throwing decisions at me, big and small. And I'm stuck in this never-ending tango between my heart and what seems super practical. It's like, do I go with what feels right or do I play it safe? And trust me, it's not just about life-changing stuff. Even picking weekend plans is starting to feel like a struggle. My heart is all like, hey, go follow your dreams, go after what sets your soul on fire. And I get these whispers from my inner self telling me to take the leap. But then there's this other voice, you know, the one that's like, wait, what if that's not the smart move? What if things don't work out? I've heard that on a side note. I have heard that voice so many times. Anyways, so what if... What if it's not the move? What if things don't work out? This whole back and forth is driving me nuts. I want to know how to tap into my gut feeling, trust my inner compass, and rock some confidence in my choices. Ooh, okay. This one fully spoke to me because your ego can get super loud. Like It can get so loud that you are constantly starting to fully believe it. And one thing that helped me understand the importance of the spiritual side of creating a business and your own healing journey and how that helps morph your business is understanding the role your subconscious plays within your business. So your subconscious mind is what is happening on autopilot in the background of your head. So it's all your daily habits. It's everything that you just do without even thinking about it. So for instance, in the morning when you're brushing your teeth, you are not thinking about every single tooth you are brushing and the motion you are doing on every single tooth. You just know how to brush your teeth. When you are taking a shower, like I'm sure you have a shower routine and maybe you have a few. I have a few different ones depending on what type of shower I'm taking. If it's like an everything shower or if it's just like a body shower and I'm not washing my hair quite yet or all the type of things. I feel like I have a few different ones. But for each one, I have the if I really look my body just automatically goes through the exact routine. Like I get in, I always start with a cold shower and then I work it up to be hotter. 
or not super hot, but just like warm. And then I wash my hair with shampoo and then just like my scalp and then I um, rinse it and then wash it again with shampoo and then rinse it and then wash the ends of my hair with conditioner and let that soak while I might shave or do some body wash. I have like a whole routine. Um, and then I almost like wash from my head to my toes, if that makes sense. Uh, so I start with my hair and then wash my face and then body wash and shaving, whatever I need to do in that. And that is the exact same thing every single time. I don't need to sit there and look at the steps to know what is next on my list. My body just naturally goes in that. And that is really your subconscious at play. And I used to teach this a lot with my students about creating those subconscious patterns and you can choose what they are. They don't necessarily happen overnight. Sometimes they can, depending on how you reprogram your mind and how you calibrate it, it is possible. But for the most part, most people take it about like 60 to 90 days to really turn that into subconscious programming. And I'm sure you've heard it takes 21 days to build a habit. And that is, I believe, correct, the habit of physically doing it. But for it to fully go into your subconscious programming, I believe it takes 60 to 90 days to change that behavior. And that will end up helping you in the long run with finding the balance because I fully just went off on a tangent here. I just re-looked at the question, (laughs) but it's not, it's not too much of a tangent. So it is about that voice in your head. And as you reprogram, you're able to change that voice. So the voice right now is telling you what feels comfortable. And that is your ego. And I want you to listen to your ego because a lot of times you hear ignore your ego, but I have found when you ignore it, it just gets louder. It's the same with behaviors with like children. If you ignore a child and do a planned ignoring strategy, the result 99% of the time has them go up a level with their behavior. So yes, they are no longer doing that behavior you're ignoring, but they just up the ante and they're doing one thing worse or like harder. Like it would have been easier to just stop them at the first one. So listening to your ego, being like, okay, I hear you. And when I say listen, I don't mean like digest it and implement it. I mean, listen to it, like hear it out, validate that that is a normal thought, but then let your ego know that that thought doesn't apply to you and this new life you are creating. And so for me, when all this happens, when I start questioning everything, this literally happened to me last night, I started to question because things are starting to go good with my business and I feel like things are happening one after the next and I'm so excited and grateful for the path I'm on, but there's always this lingering fear in my ego telling me like, what if you should just be back in the classroom? And I was texting with a friend yesterday and I was like, honestly, I don't think I could ever go back to the classroom just because of how bad my mental health got. And even though I know the tools I know now, which would significantly help me, I don't think I am at the point in my life where I could balance implementing all of those while back in the classroom. Like I don't think I could find that exact balance and that's something I have to work out. But meanwhile, my ego is telling me just go because it knows the comfort of the classroom. 
So I'm like, yes, I understand the classroom is comfortable, um, but like we've been down that road. It doesn't work. Let me show show you this new path. And as hard as that is sometimes to do, I think it is important because you're able to start to validate your feelings and then show a whole new response. So I would say when you are like knowing that your gut is telling you one thing and your ego is telling you something else, I would just identify the two. And most of the time, I would say all of the time, your intuition is the first thing that comes to your mind, the first thought, and then ego starts to like go in. And if you start finding yourself going into like a lot of detail, that is your ego. Your ego likes to tell all these stories and stuff. Meanwhile, your intuition is nice and soft and she's a bit quiet. She's just like, do this and she's done. Like she's not gonna go into all the reasonings because you just need to trust that the reasons are there. And what I have found as I'm going deeper and deeper within my own healing journey is feeling the energy within my body. So starting to really feel where energy is stored and pulling and almost like pulsing in my body. So sometimes I'll have a question. So for instance, I'll say, do I want to go back to the classroom? And if I really feel the sensations in my body, they are all negative. Like my body just feels drained when I think of that. When I think of me physically standing in a classroom again, I just feel like everything is pulling down into the earth and it's like a thousand pounds on my shoulders, just that thought. So if that thought is creating that feeling in my body, what would being in that actual environment do to my body long-term? So Meanwhile, there's other times when when I think about this business that I'm building and the community that we're making together, like I feel so light, my chest physically like moves and shifts up so I'm not hunched over and I'm just excited. Like it's just tingling and buzzing, almost like my whole body is pulsing. I get so lit up and I'm just like, I never want to stop. So starting to really feel the sensations and I would recommend even meditating on it, whether it is through a movement meditation, which I highly recommend starting with if you're new into meditation, starting with a movement meditation. And this can be a walk or just even dancing, picking your favorite songs and just dancing to it and getting to the point sometimes I even put a blindfold on because I get so in my head sometimes but I'll put a blindfold on and just like feel the movements my body needs to do and sometimes it's moving my arms and like it is not like a cute dance to go out on a dance floor doing it is physically moving the energy in my body so I recommend starting with that moving it all around to really get it flowing through all your chakras And then starting to feel into each question you have and where it's being held. So again, when I think of the classroom, I find the majority of my energy is held in my root chakra and it's all about like stability and foundation and just like building the whole thing. And I fully understand why that is stored right there in me and I'm working through within shadow work sorting out some blocks in that chakra zone but 
realizing that that is where most of your limiting beliefs are coming from. And the limiting beliefs are writing the narrative that your subconscious is playing on repeat. So you have to like break them down and work through them almost as if you are in your own personal therapy session. And if you would rather work through it with a therapist, by all means do that. Um, But there are ways to work through it yourself. I remember when I first started, I thought I needed a therapist to work through any, so I pushed off my healing journey for so long. And then I realized the power of shadow work, and that has helped me overcome a lot of my limiting beliefs and ego-driven thoughts. Okay, so I hope I answered that. I, I know the back and forth is driving you nuts, But really learning to tap into that gut, into that feeling and the sensations in your body is really where you will find the true answer. At least for me, I had a lot of trouble, especially at the beginning, just hearing the voice of my intuition. It was so drowned out by my ego that it was nearly impossible to hear. And as I'm getting deeper and deeper into my journey, that voice is becoming so much clearer. And I thought at the beginning, like... I was just wrong because I couldn't do it, but it's a skill that needs to be built up. So don't worry if you can't like hear your intuition just yet. Just work on the other practices first and it will come in time and just trust that is where you are supposed to be. And I hate that I just said that because I get so annoyed when I'm in it and I'm like, don't just tell me to trust. Like I need to know where it goes, but honestly, you just need to trust it. Um, And that is a huge piece of your intuition for it to work is the trust. So if you're having trouble trusting, that's a whole limiting belief you need to work on. Okay, so now going into entry number two. This one is titled Kicking Doubt to the Curb. Hey, okay, here's the scoop. I've got this super cool idea, like a secret business my brain's been cooking up forever. It's my passion project, you know? The thing that makes me buzz with excitement when I'm not stuck in the daily grind. Ooh, I feel you. I remember that buzz when I was in the classroom. But here's the annoying part, self-doubt. The ultimate party pooper crashes in when I'm about to start. It's like, are you really gonna do this? It's that annoying voice that keeps saying, who even are you to pull this off? And don't get me started on the fear of failing. It's like a big dark cloud over my head. Oof, I know this so well. The whole thing feels like a wild inner battle between the dreamer in me and the doubt monster. I'm standing on the edge of something awesome. I just know it, but there's this invisible weight dragging me down. I want to kick that inner critic to the curb, show self-doubt the exit, and bring some confidence back to my party. I just need advice. I need some real deal help on how to slap fear in the face and trust myself. It's not about world domination here. It's about taking a tiny step towards my passion project. Well, girl, I think you have taken that step towards your passion project even by reaching out because knowing that this is on your heart and identifying it's worth exploring is the first step. And I know you want more than that, so I'm gonna go in a bit deeper, but I just want you to acknowledge where you are in your journey and that you have already started exploring. So I fully get it. I remember when I was in the classroom, I had this 
life in my mind. Every time I would make a vision board, I would make this life, the lifestyle that I wanted, the types of trips I would take, all the adventures I would do, just basically everything. And the thing that was always missing on these vision boards was the vehicle to get me there, the plan, the actual like bridge that gaps my current reality with my future reality. I just thought one day I would like poof, wake up, and it would be this new reality. And that's what I truly believe manifestation was. And I didn't understand when everyone would be like, yeah, you have to take aligned action. I'm like, I'm taking aligned action. I'm showing up at my classroom job, hating it. And I was like, see, I'm doing work, but really that was just busy work fueling my past life and not my future life. So I started to look at that future vision and backpedal. So if I was there, if I was living that life, what would my schedule be? When would I go to the gym? When would I eat? What would I eat? All of that. So back to that huge overhaul vision, the big vision. And then as you have that vision, figure out how you make that happen. So if you know you are eating based on macros do you meal plan every week? Like, what do you do to ensure that happens? If you know you have your own business, what does your schedule look like? Are you having a podcast? Are you interviewing people? Are you teaching courses and workshops and masterminds? Like, what does it actually look like? And then I want you to take that vision and scale it back. To get to that point of your vision, What do you need to do? Well, if you are having a weekly podcast, one thing you need to do is like build up a podcast. If you are solely selling to your email list, well, you need to be building up your email list. So you can start to see these different paths that are coming from the overall picture. And I want you to focus on just one. For me, I would say start with your email list. That is the number one thing to start with because those clients They're all clients, first off, on your email list. If they gave you their email, that is a form of payment because your email is sacred. You do not want to just be giving that out. And if you cannot sell your free like masterclass or your free guide, then you're going to have trouble selling something of money, of wealth, not wealth, but like something that also brings in money because the free resource, I don't want to say valuable because the free resource is also valuable, but the difference between selling something for $0 versus selling something for $500, there is a big difference right there. And if you can't sell the $0 product, you're going to have trouble selling the $500 product. So I would recommend creating a product that is almost like the what you are solving. And then as they go through that, they need to learn the how. How do they actually solve that problem you just identified? And how do you bridge that gap? So give them the what, where they currently are to what they are searching for, and then sell your service under that as the bridge, bringing the two together. So let me see. Did you say what this business is? My passion project? Nope. You just said passion project. Okay. So I'm going to just kind of throw throw out an example here. Let's say you're a mindset coach and in your mind, you're like, I want to do this coaching group where we 
practice meditation and do shadow work and affirmations. And you're like, this is what I want. Well, how often are you meeting with the group? If it's once a week, then how do you need to prepare your schedule to get all your other work done while showing up once a week into this course? And then also, what about all the work that goes into the course ongoing? Can you fit it into your schedule? So you need to start making those shifts first of how to even make the space for it before you expect it to come into life. Um, and let me just double check I answered. Oh, who even are you to pull this off? Okay, this kind of goes back into the first question about your ego. That is your ego. She is speaking of who even are you to pull this off? I just want you to be like, I am me. Anytime you hear your ego say something, I want you to write it down. This is what I do. I write it down, especially if it's a brand new one. If it's one I've heard, I just apply the strategy I'm about to teach you. But if it's a brand new one that I'm like, oh, I haven't really worked this out. I want you to just write it down. So let's say you hear who even are you to pull this off? Write it down in your phone notes. And then when you have time at night, I want you or during the day, whenever I want you to do some shadow work on that. And shadow work really is just diving into the narrative that is written in your subconscious behind that statement. So for instance, when you say who even are you to pull this off? If you're fully believing that you can't pull it off, you have this like thing holding you down, this weight holding you down that you need to work through because you can remove it. It doesn't have to stay there. So maybe in your journal, it says, who even are you to pull this off? Then I want you to write who you are and why you can pull this off. And even if you don't fully believe it yet, I want you to write that. And then I want you to take that and simplify it into an I am statement. So I am blank. And that is going to be your new mantra. So anytime you hear your ego say, who even are you to pull this off? I want you to say that mantra to to yourself. So maybe you say, I'm a badass boss. So who even are you to pull this off? I am a badass boss. Who even are you to pull this off? I create the reality of my life. Who even are you to pull this off? I am a six-figure mindset coach. So I just want you to start identifying who you are to actually pull it off and then use that anytime it comes up. And over time, what you are doing is reprogramming your subconscious pattern that is currently going on in the back. So right now, every time you hear, I feel like I've said this statement so many times, but right now, every time you hear, who even are you to pull this off? Your brain is causing the energy in your body to already have reactions based on the current subconscious programming and what your current I am statement is. Because if you hear that and you think, well, I'm a failure or I am a faker, like there is a thought that is immediately coming to your head that you truly believe you can't pull it off. So we need to flip it and shift some of your mindsets. So the new pattern that it just feels and the energy feeling is like buzzing and excitement, just the same way you feel about your passion project. You wanna feel that about why you can pull it off because you wanna shout from the rooftops why you can pull it off why you are like the best person to have this offer. Um, So yeah, that is where I would go with that. And 
honestly, just give yourself a pat on the back because even writing in and even starting to explore this passion project that's on your heart is a huge step in your journey. So I'm pretty excited for you. Okay, entry number three, finding my own path. Hey there, you won't believe the twisty turny maze, the twisty turny maze I'm in. Hey there, you won't believe the twisty turny maze I'm, that is a tongue twister. You won't believe the twisty turny maze, turny? You won't believe the twisty turny maze I'm in. Whew. It's like life keeps throwing me curves. There are all these invisible forces pushing me all over. Family's wishes, society's success rules, even what my friends are up to. All of these outside pressures make my head spin. It's like everyone's got an opinion on what I should do, but I'm trying to find my own voice in this noisy crowd. Imagine holding on to a teeny thread of my own dreams while in the middle of a storm of advice and expectations that I didn't ask for. I want to stand strong in my own shoes and not let these outside forces push me around. How can I actually stay true to me, even when it feels like I'm constantly swimming upstream? I need that courage to own my journey and find my way. Okay. I understand society expectations and family wishes and what your friends are up to. It is like a huge thing right now going on, especially in the world of social media and the comparison we have. I remember I explained to my students once that they, so I taught middle school and the comparison was crazy. I had girls, sixth grade girls coming in with fake eyelashes every single day, which like, if that's what you want to do, go for it. But like the intentions for why they were doing it was not there. Um, And I'm not saying don't go wear fake eyelashes because I had eyelash extensions like for a long time, so I get it. But as a sixth grader, that shouldn't necessarily be the thing they are thinking about. And I think back to when we were in school. Um, I'm 30 right now, so if you're upper 20s, early 30s, you might feel the same way. Pretty much any person can feel the same way. But you, we didn't have all the phones and devices. I didn't get my first phone till I was 16. And that was like unheard of that I got, I was not 16. My brother was 16. I was 14 because I, yeah, I was in eighth grade. I was about to finish eighth grade. So 13, 14. And that was unheard of. I was one of the first people in my grade in the middle school to get a cell phone. And I was so pumped. And it kind of actually sucked at that time because no one else had a phone, so I couldn't actually like call anyone or texting wasn't a thing because you had to pay for every single text and we did not get the unlimited plan, so texting was not allowed. Basically, I would just change out the background on my flip phone. But anyways, I couldn't go onto Instagram and compare myself to other eighth graders around the world. But now we have these kids and even you, you're going online and you're seeing influences from everyone and from every socioeconomic status. So you're seeing influences from the Kardashians when in reality you are not living a life of a Kardashian. Like you do not have the means, maybe you do, then if so, good for you. (laughs) 
Um, but you do not have the means to live that lifestyle. So you shouldn't be striving to bend over backwards to live that lifestyle because that's not where you're at yet. Maybe one day you'll get there. And I fully believe you can if that's what you want. But look around at where you are and what is achievable right now. So as an eighth grader, she should not be looking into different types of like body altering things. She should be focusing on the people around her in school, other eighth graders worried about what their hair looks like by the end of sixth period. Like it is crazy to for me to think back to what I compared myself to as an eighth grader and then do a side-by-side comparison of what eighth graders compare themselves to now. It is awful to even see and to hear some of the thought patterns that are already developing in them like oh my nose is too big oh I need to get rid of this um like all these extra things on my eyebrows I need this hairstyle that hairstyle let me just start dyeing my hair and again do you do what you need to do but there is a lot happening in the younger generations right now where they are just striving for this lifestyle that they are not currently at. Like they are still babies. They are eighth graders, 13 year olds that can't even drive a car. And they're trying to compare themselves to like 30, 40 year old celebrities. Like you need to back it up. Um, So long story short, what were we asking? I need to get better at staying on topic here. Um, So society standards as well. That is so easy to fall into because we craft this narrative of what society standards are. And I'm not saying, I'm sure all of us have a very similar narrative of what societal standards are, but also we have chosen to believe that that is what is considered normal. So you have the power in your mind to not use that as your rule of thumb. You have, and I'm not saying it's easy. Like, it is hard. I'm still going through societal norms and working through that. It is a process, but you, I truly believe you have the power to change your mind's thought on what societal norms are. So, for instance, like maybe, for, for instance, for me, I feel like I'm 30. I had my whole education about becoming a teacher and then I left the classroom and to me society is like why would you leave that it's stable you have a paycheck all the time you went to school for it you have student loans on it like why are you not doing all of that and it's easy for me to just feel like I should just retreat back into the classroom even though like I said earlier that feeling it literally just washed over my body that feeling just like drags me down and holds me there So learning, like I said earlier, about feeling that energy and knowing that that feeling means that that is not what success truly means to you. And I want you to start defining what success means to you and then recognizing when you hit those milestones and actually celebrating. It's not like I do this all the time. 
I remember I was like, when I do this in my business, I'm going to be so excited. Those people are so lucky. And then I hit the milestone and I was just like, okay, like that was nothing. And I move on. Meanwhile, that was like a big deal. And I deserve to get credit for all the work I put into it. So learning to trust what is on your heart and trust the action you're taking and then celebrating those actions. Um, And know that it's not like an overnight success. Like you have to work through this. It's an ongoing process. And I truly believe starting your own business and building a business is a huge piece of your personal healing journey. So many thought patterns and limiting beliefs rise up and you're able to really dissect why your mind works the way it works and you're able to kind of tweak some of the neuro pathways to like I said reprogram okay entry number four how are we doing on time okay I have one maybe two more we'll see so let me see which one I want to do Okay, I'll do this one, and then if we still have time, I'll do the last one. Um, Okay, so, and if I don't get to them today, there's just going to be an ongoing thing for any solo episode, so go ahead and send them. Um, I pulled five for today, but I think I might only get through four. Okay, from dusty to dreamy. I am loving these subject lines, by the way. Okay, I've had this dream forever. It used to make me all excited, thinking about it day and night, but as the years rolled by, life happened. Responsibilities, adulting, and the term someday has pushed that dream so far down. The sparkle is gone, and I wonder why I let it fade away. It's like looking at an old pic and thinking, man, that dream was a big deal. I'm itching to reconnect with that dream, to breathe life into it again. I want to roll up my sleeves and get to work. I want to bring that dream back for real. I need help on this journey. I need to learn how to shake off the dust, kick procrastination to the curb, and take those first steps towards making that dream real again. These are all hitting so close to home for me. So when I was in the classroom, I had this dream that I was going to create my own school. I had it all planned out. Like looking back right now, at the time I thought I had nothing planned out. Looking back right now, I'm like, I had my shit together. I had all the curriculums planned K through 12. Like I created my own curriculums. And this school was a traveling school because I truly believed you could learn so much from traveling. So students would go to this school and when they hit a certain requirement, which I had all built out, they would be able to join this smaller group, like a pod. And basically they would have their own teacher with them and they would kind of road trip the U.S. and follow all the standards they needed to learn. So it was really real life applicable. And they would have to do the math to figure out the gas, the mileage, the routing. They'd have to do all the planning. They would create um, like blog posts, which would be their journey 
which is also with the writing and we'd be focusing on the different writing pieces they needed to learn that year that they were there all the history we would be centering around the spots we would stop and then there was a whole other side of being there so I fully believed like I oh my gosh just even thinking back to that it was like the best idea in my mind and I still love it and I'm sure I didn't give it enough credit just now trying to explain it really fast but I have learned that that dream has moved on and it helped me see that like an idea is dropped on us and if we take action on it that idea becomes ours but if we do not take that aligned action it just kind of rolls into someone else because that dream is meant to be there for someone and I just kept holding on to it and not actually taking the necessary action to bring it to life. I had the whole plan made. I had all the stuff. I even filled out all the applications to create my own school and everything. And I did that for a whole other job. Like I helped a school become a school. So like I knew what to do and I knew the steps, but I was so scared to actually go out there and do it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to let it pass because it's just intimidating. And literally once I let it pass, the next week it popped up on my Instagram. Someone had created that exact thing. They were going in a school bus that they renovated and they had a small group of students and they were able to budget it where they could get like hotel rooms and everything at different places. And they would do like mini journeys. And it was way more small scale than what I had envisioned. But realistically, that was the first stepping stone. Like that was the first step to take. And to this point, it has like morphed and it's even bigger now. But I just let it pass on. And sometimes it has to. And it kills me to look back because I think the same thing. I'm like, that was a big deal. Like, look at how awesome she made this. Like, that could have been me. And it's so easy to fall into that pattern of thinking and just kind of wishing. But you just have to let it go. Like, move on. There's another, like, idea that's about to spark on you. And if that same idea comes back into your heart and is just as fulfilled, then, like, that is the universe being like, you listen up. I'm giving you a second chance. Go for it. Right now that has never come back to me. Like I sometimes think about it, but it's more so thinking about what could have been and it no longer lights me up as much as it used to. So really starting to understand the idea that's coming to you and deciding if you are going to take it head on or let it pass by. Because once you let it pass by, it's free game for someone else and it may not come back. Um, so, and if it doesn't come back, you have to learn to let it go. Like it kind of hurt when I realized that wasn't going to happen for me. And like, yes, I can still make it happen, but the passion isn't there anymore. So I don't think I would ever try to go make it happen. Um, but it kind of hurt to give it away because it was like my baby. And I was so excited to talk about, I talked about it to everyone. Um, and even like, some of my jobs, the schools shut down and I would be laid off and I would just be like, I'm opening up the school this time. Like I'm doing it. And everyone I talked to was like all for it. But honestly, if I went that path, that probably would have been great. And I would have had this whole other life happening than what I'm having now. But I'm truly so in love with my life right now that I'm glad I let that idea pass. So just know it doesn't mean that your life is like over by letting it pass. Just 
let it go on. Um, if you're feeling deep in your gut that you truly cannot let it go, then go all in on it. Like go all in. Pretend you just got hired for that job by someone else and go all in and see where you are in six months. Okay, well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Let me just kind of glance at the next question and if we really should get into it. Okay, I think we should get into it actually. (laughs) Okay, so it is labeled help. Let me spill the beans. I've been exploring with meditation and mindfulness. It feels like there's this new life waiting for me where I can connect with my higher self and vibe with others. Honestly, it sounds amazing to me, but here's the twist. It all feels like a big puzzle. Honestly, I'm lost on where to start, sitting still and quieting the mind. It's like mission impossible with all my daily craziness going on. I'm not hunting for instant zen. I just want those moments people talk about where they're calm and clear during everyday chaos. I need a roadmap to bring meditation and mindfulness into my life without going all monk mode. Okay, I'm not going to go too far into this one, even though it's super important. But I just want to suggest to you that you should check out the Intuitive CEO membership. This is a shameless plug right now because we are opening the doors and it is all about connecting with yourself through mindfulness and building a mindful business. Um, meaning it is grounded in spirituality and your values and your desires, but it is backed by strategy. Um, So definitely I recommend starting there, but also, like I said at the beginning, doing some movement meditation. I think that is one of the easiest ones to start with. Put on a song um, or go for a walk and don't listen to music. Just listen to like nature. There's a lot of other things you can do. Um, and we'll get more into it in upcoming episodes, but know that there's a reason you are being like called to connect with your higher self because it's there and it's waiting for you. And if you're ready to vibe with others, like you said, definitely join our community. I would be thrilled, but yeah, you're not alone here and you are more than welcome to join in with all of our craziness that's going on while we figure out how to quiet our minds and enjoy the process while building our dream lives. Okay, that is a wrap on today's episode. It was definitely a little bit different, but I want to know what you thought about it. So definitely send me a DM at intuitiveceo.co. I will link that down below in the show notes as well. Remember, it's a new Instagram account. It's the same Instagram account, just a new username. And also, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world. I have a lot of you reaching out to me in the DMs telling me about the podcast and how you're enjoying it. And that really does help me because as we talked earlier about imposter syndrome, sometimes it pops up in my head. I'm like, what am I doing? And I let imposter syndrome take over and sometimes I skip a week. And I'm sorry for that. And I'm working on that in my shadow work right now. And I'm making the commitment right now to post every Wednesday for the rest of the year. 
And then maybe when we get into the new year, we'll up it to two episodes a week. I'm not going to hold myself to that yet because I need to build in this habit and this new mindset and this new subconscious programming that podcasting is easy because I start to make all the excuses of why it's hard when really it is so simple. You turn on the microphone, hit record, talk, end it and upload it. Like, yes, there's other things you can do, but at the end of the day, that is all you have to do um, to really get started with a podcast. So have a wonderful week and I will see you next week. And if you have any questions that or like just can just anything on your mind you want to talk about, definitely submit it. Go to intuitiveceo.co forward slash entry. I'll leave it down below. But I believe next week we are going to, yes, we are going to be talking all about goal setting for 2024. So if you have any questions around goal setting or what goals you should be setting, definitely put in an entry. Okay, have a great rest of your day and an amazing week, and I will see you next time. Love you. That's a wrap for today's episode of Embracing Your Energy. I hope you found today's topic helpful and inspiring on your journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Remember, small steps lead to big changes. So keep practicing the techniques and exercises we've discussed. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes and to never miss a chance to expand your growth and potential. And if you feel like this podcast is resonating with you and you would like to support it, please rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find it. Also, I would be so grateful if you would share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you decide to share it on social media, please be sure to tag me at jenmurphy.com. The more headphones and hearts we reach, the more people we can help on their journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Embracing Your Energy. Remember, it's time to let go of those limiting beliefs, make those much-needed mindset shifts, and finally manifest abundance and success. Get ready to step into your power and finally start embracing your energy. All right, take care, my friend.